Untitled Beatles Podcast. Alright, think I'm gonna make it. Think it's the Untitled Beatles Podcast. Alright, think I'm gonna make it. It's time for the Untitled Beatles Podcast. Untitled Podcast. Untitled Podcast. Wow, welcome to the Untitled Beatles Podcast. That was our... Why don't you remember? <laughs> Who is it? Is that Christopher? Is that Chris Cross or Christopher Cross? Oh, that was Chris Cross that wore their pants backwards. Sounds like me and my Ram Scrabble friend. <laughs> Ram Scrabble. Ram Scramble. <laughs> when you know your eggs would taste like the album Ram. Half Speed Master Part Two. Yum yum. Well, welcome back. Uh, this is part two of our 51st anniversary. <laughs> Ours, TJ. Congratulations. 51 years. <laughs> we started this podcast when John Lennon's Plastic Ono Band came out in 1970. Uh, he was a hippie. I was a yippie. <laughs> in our previous episode, we talked about the packaging and we went over the first two discs. And in this episode, we will tackle, as we do... Uh, John's package. <laughs> All right, think we're gonna make it. All right, talking about John's package. Maybe we should check with May Pang. All right, talking about John's, John's package. package. <laughs> and by the way, I, I don't want to uh, like plug a business, but if you need people to write Christopher Cross parodies about John Lennon's dong, ding dong, ding dong. Yeah, we also do George Harrison, but just Christmas. <laughs> Other than John's package, within John's package, actually, we were going to uh, delve into discs three through six today. So that covers the elements mixes, the raw mixes and outtakes of those other mixes, mixes, disc five, the jams. No, disc six is the jams. Disc five is the evolution documentaries. Oh, my God. There's so much. We were overwhelmed. I think in that last episode, we were like, where do we even start? There's so much. Tony, I don't think there's been a Beatles release that has made me this happy and panic attacky <laughs> in my life. It's it's all too much. It's longer than the long version of it's all too much. <laughs> yeah, with the extra verse. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, you're completely right. Yeah, yeah. And honestly, yes, it's over eight hours of music, including Yoko's sessions. So it's going to take time to kind of like settle into this record and i think we are both you know ingesting at high speed so that we can talk about it here uh thank you for listening and uh i am looking forward to easing into this record and having it grow with me on you know future road trips etc yeah this is a uh, it, it is going to take time it's going to take patience and time to do it to do it to do it <laughs> to do it right child I've listened to it once as background in its entirety, once as um, dedicated with headphones, taking notes, and I did the vinyl. So I've heard it a few times, and yeah. it's a lot. The way people talked about the White Album in 1968 is how I feel about this. But I want to be very clear. I'm grateful for it, and it's wonderful. Let's get into some of the material, some of which has been released, the majority of which hasn't, and even the stuff that's been released 
in discs three through six have never sounded this good. Which disc do you want to start with? Should we play Plastic Auto Band Box Set Roulette? You just name a disc and I'll pull my <laughs> notes up. No, let's be square. Let's be straight. And let's do it mathematically, chronologically, as uh, in disc order is what I'm trying to say. Are we doing the Dave Dexter version? Because Ode to a Koala Bear is on disc three. <laughs> No, man. No. After 66, no more. After what he did to Revolver, no more. Dude, I love future Dave Dexter. It's one of my favorite bits to do. <laughs> Everyone hates it. I love it. <laughs> That's a good sign. If some people really hate that bit, that means you should probably keep doing it. What a great choice putting Say 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 on Egypt Station. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's going to buy it for that song, so got to do it. Raise his hand. <laughs> All right, so let's go for disc three then, Tony. All right, the elements mixes. This is where they take pieces of the song and kind of showcase them in one form or another, or they take out some things so that another part of the song is enhanced. And uh, some of them, it changes throughout the mix. It's interesting. They're kind of these neat, interesting performances, really. The mixes are kind of like performances, I guess. Let's each pick a couple. So, uh, folks, we're not going track by track on the next four discs. Nobody, especially <laughs> you, dear listener, has that kind of time. Yeah. Initial standouts as we ingest this album quickly for the first time. I really like the I Found Out, actually. Yeah, it's on my list, too. Is that right? Yeah. 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 What do you like about it? Well, I like that it was used to score a couple Hawaii Five-0 episodes. <laughs> I feel like. Yeah, there's. <laughs> it, used, it was used in a chase scene for sure. <laughs> They're chasing a few, you know, drug dealing surfers around. Right. <laughs> uh, he's heading for Leaky Leaky Highway. I can almost bet on that. This has been partially released before on that signature box, the bonus disc that came with the Lennon CD remasters in 2010, of which I don't know how much is downloadable. The Congas were not featured in it, but you could hear Congas there until I heard this, I had to go back and double check that box. I just didn't, it didn't stick out enough. Yeah. But what's not on the signature box is they mix the guitars out of some of those early choruses. So it just sounds more bass, conga, drums, sparse, which is kind of fascinating. And they have the extended ending, which I think the extended ending appeared on certain pressings of the record. I've never heard one. I, I don't know if that's Elvis or Carl Perkins. We, we don't know how the internet works or else we'd look it up ourselves. <laughs> Casey here. Quick note. I did Google this last week, and John is in fact referencing a Carl Perkins song, Gone, Gone, Gone. You can hear a clip of it in last week's episode. Check out Plastic Ono Band Part 1 in your podcast feed. But whatever John's riffing on there, it's this is a cool version. It must be my girl. Yours don't look like that. I know my baby. She's so big and fat. My baby left me, never said a word. Must have been something I did or something she heard. It's cool. And also, and, and Ringo goes into kind of double time during that part. Must have been something I she heard. Yeah. And then it breaks down. Then Lennon gets ahead vocally. Lennon gets like a one measure ahead. So then when they do the break, Ringo's in with John. Ringo moved up to John's tempo, but Klaus is still in the yeah. original <laughs> phrasing. So when Ringo and John go for the big break of silence, Klaus is still noodling. <laughs> <laughs> and then Ringo comes in strangely on the fill or somebody does. I can't tell. I feel like Ringo waited a little bit. He did his behind the beat thing too far behind the beat. And then the song breaks down. Somebody sitting there with your cock in your hand. 
cool thing i like is klaus has this descending kind of baseline that starts high when they come out of that instrumental breakdown on the extended version now that i showed you what i've been through don't take nobody's this is some of my favorite klaus Foreman bass playing it's so crazy that a guy who made the revolver cover who's a buddy of the beatles in their early hamburg days yeah. is such an important part of the story that he's the bass player on the most important solo beatles album ever released the guy who designed the revolver cover and the anthology covers which if you put them together are a beautiful way to say fuck you to pete best because they cut <laughs> him out and replace it with ringo i'm gonna take a look now at a picture of the beatles uh, in 1960 uh john lennon george harrison and paul mccartney of course are easily recognized but the fourth member of the group doesn't really look much like Ringo Starr, and that, of course, is because he is not. Uh, uh, what's one of your favorites off this? It's interesting because Remember has the harp of my people, a Jew's harp. <laughs> it's a Jew's harp. It's a Jew's harp. It's a Jew's harp. Juicy, juicy harp. Don't get me started on Fiddler, Tony, or do it. It's a juice harp. Um, I do want to say, and I know we're kind of getting off topic of it, but it's all right because it's a juice harp. It's a juice harp that's played by Jews. Can I leave in the end? This is our final episode. Um, no, I, I, I do love this version of Remember. The bass and piano interaction with Klaus and John is really cool. Yeah. He's kind of catching up a lot of the time. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Ringo's got all these tempo shifts going on. I can't tell who's driving and who's following, but it's a cool kind of very strange herky-jerky sound that I love. It's weird. Yeah, this might be the weirdest song on the record. And I, I love it, especially with the, the mouth harp, or as we like to say, the juice harp. You're not allowed to say that, Tony. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's Cancel nice. him. Cancel him. <laughs> you know, the one thing I'll say as a patriot, I don't believe in counseling anybody, except you, Liz Cheney. <laughs> So that's one of my favorite John things. When he'll kind of end that C chord doing the such the a bluesy neat, thing, yeah. yeah. That, that that's that's something I learned to play on piano from listening to John Lennon. That's um, I also learned this from John Lennon. <laughs> it's <laughs> ridiculous. We actually don't hear the piano in "Remember" till. The vo all the vocals cut out on this version. Right. This is all late. Later in the song is that bass piano interplay I'm talking about. And then that becomes a moment where I just want to hear Klaus Vorman launch into uh, Boris the Spider. There's a moment where he's just doing that kind of bass doodling and I'm waiting for a bam, 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 bam. <laughs> Yeah, and then that goes on for like four minutes. I like it. There's something very hypnotic about that moment in Remember. Yeah. It's cool. 
another one of my favorites is Isolation, yeah. where you, you don't hear the piano, similar to Remember on the Elements mix. And that this is the one where the organ, we were talking about the organ in the previous episode. But yeah, this is where it's like, oh, I yeah. finally really hear the organ. People say we got it made Don't they know we're so afraid Isolation The organ makes it so spooky And without the piano, it's a whole different song Yeah, what about you? You got another favorite? Yeah, I mean, a, a couple more I'll give Look at me, single tracked on the solo guitar is just yeah. Like you, I think that's one of my favorites on this record. So any version of that, I'm I'm cool with. And there's many good versions. And also, you don't have that phasing going on, yeah, because it's just single. Yeah, I see why they did a double track because it's not a perfect performance. And if you were just to hear that, you would hear the there's like a little tempo lag one time and his voice cuts out one time when in our heads we hear it go longer in the finished version yeah but it's great to hear it like this i agree look at me who am i supposed to be who am i supposed to be look at me What am I supposed to be? What am I supposed to be? Look at me. Another one of my favorite ballads, and I'm pretty sure one of your favorite ballads on this record is Love. And there's no piano at the top, but the way they have mixed Phil Spector's kind of solo classical piano figure at the end is exquisite. His playing, uh, you know, for a murderer to play piano that well. Uh, for, uh, future, future murderer, TJ. <laughs> future murderer, right. Yeah, you know, OJ was a great running back for a future murderer. You can yeah. say that about many, many people. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's how that works. <laughs> right, that's somehow, that's how you absolve. Um, but Phil Spector's playing is such a key moment, and I don't think I've ever heard it sound quite that beautiful or that high in the mix. I agree. I agree with you. Yeah, I also dig Cold Turkey as an instrumental with all the cool, fun guitar effects. That's fun. Yeah. And then Instant Karma stripped down. I, I kind of love it, right? It's my favorite one on the disc. Nice. Yeah, man. Yeah, I really like this version. And I feel like you can really hear that second piano more. There's, you know, whenever the piano comes in, it sounds just like I hear it more. I think this is probably one of John Lennon's greatest solo songs. 
John Lennon didn't rock out a ton in his solo career, by the way. Like, if you really assess John Lennon's solo career from the mid-70s on, like, Mind Games on-ish, not a lot of quote-unquote rock and roll. I mean, obviously, he had the covers album, but, I mean, how many songs, you know, between... I don't want to be a soldier yeah. through I'm losing you rocked. Right. Like beef jerky, maybe move over Mrs. L maybe. Yeah. Right. But right. That, obscure that, B-side. Yeah. But that's kind of an obscure kind of fifties piece. But so instant karma to me is pure joy. It's on my Mount Rushmore of one solo song each and the gospel effect to that choir without the reverb or the echo. John is so direct and the instrumentation so direct, but the Phil Spector version is so badass too. That yeah. what a compliment to the song that this version is amazing, and they can both coexist as being among the greatest things he ever put to vinyl. Instant karma's gonna get you. Gonna look you right in the face. Better get yourself together, darling. Join the human race How in the world are you gonna see Laughing at fools like me Who on earth do you think you are A superstar Well right you are Well we all shine on Like the moon and the stars and the sun cool man i love it uh the other thing i'll say quickly the give piece a chance elements mix without the overdubs is actually really nice it's more about john's voice than it kind of ever was i think how about that that's right our first mention really of uh the seven versions of give piece a chance that are on here. that's the one song that gets tiresome for me is uh give piece a chance to which a lot of people say hey Give, give peace a chance, a chance. (laughs) All we are saying And the people who deny that, they say, hey, give, give, give peace a chance, a chance, a chance. <laughs> I think ABBA did that originally. If you change your mind, take a chance, on the first in line, honey, I'm still free, chance, take a chance, take a chance, chance on me. Chance, chance. Well, disc four, it's the raw studio mixes and outtakes new mixes. Basically, it's all the master takes, but just heard raw. So you kind of hear the beginnings of things. Uh, whatever they edited out, they leave in. Then there's some more outtakes just for extra fun. So we'll pick a few of our favorites from this. I think we mentioned on an earlier show, Double Fantasy Stripped. Yeah. This to me feels like the Plastic Ono Band version of Double Fantasy Stripped because it's the same takes. It's the same masters just with elements stripped off, but not the elements mix, not the evolution mix, the raw studio mix. That's the difference. Yeah. So this stuff might be considered superfluous. This is definitely for fans only. Yeah. It's things like, oh, if you want to hear the count in into <laughs> there's not a lot of count ins really, but uh <laughs> whatever. It's that kind of stuff. You want to hear the chatter before they go into mother, here you go. Right. I do like though in Mother Take Sixty Four, they edit this out. I forget where it is. It comes in at two twenty seven, but where he says, Fuck me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Try to run 
because in his head he made some mistake or something, but yeah. I don't know what, but it sounded good to me. When I love in Mother, you can hear the full glissando on the piano that usually fades out right on it. It's cool to hear that in full. Yeah. I like that. Mama, don't go. Yeah, I know we were just talking about love, but uh, it's what you were saying about in the Elements mix. You get to hear it's take 37 and take 38, which is additional piano played by aforementioned future murderer <laughs> Phil Spector. <laughs> Yeah, I just think it's one of the more beautiful moments on the record. And I guess this is why this is superfluous, is because we, we kind of did hear this in the Elements mix, but now you get to hear it in the full context of the <laughs> master take without reverb or whatever. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> yes. And a lot of these like that, Working Class Hero is basically the master. Yeah. Not a lot of difference there. Um, Hold On, take 32, pretty close to the master. Well, well, well. I love that it's extended and it's dry. It feels it's like the clearest I've ever heard his vocal sound in that. So yeah. this one of my highlights as well, well, well for sure. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it doesn't leave too much. I mean, there's funny things like, you know, in my mommy's dead, you hear it at its actual speed, right. you know? So there's that. I've been clamoring to hear that without the cassette <laughs> effect since 88. I don't know. <laughs> Before 88, you were fine with right. yeah, <laughs> hearing okay. it as is. Well, with regards to Well, 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 further down on this disc under the Raw Studio outtakes, I really liked Take 5, which would have been the take after their master take. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Brubeck's dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, pretty baby. <laughs> oh, um, right, but Brubeck didn't make it. <laughs> Who is that? Is that that's that's Christopher Cross? Yeah, and I keep mixing it up with that uh, Four Seasons song with the hi hat in it. Who loves you, pretty baby? <laughs> Who's gonna love you? Yeah. 
which is also a Survivor song. I can't stop thinking about you, girl. Two raises. From the Vital Signs album, arguably Survivor's band on the run. Go on. Well, 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 take five. It's not as good as take four, but the guitar stuff Lennon does at the end of that sure is fun to hear. It's fun to hear him do that wild kind of stuff. They, I think they mention it in the book to being akin to the uh, Abbey Road guitar trade-offs in the yes. end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's of the same era. other quick ones god take 42 is great the lack of reverb i don't believe in beatles is so dry and so clear i don't believe in beatles i just believe in me dry instant karma the raw version of that is great without the phil specter production a little like the earlier take we talked about it still really shines i love the breakdown at the end with just the chorus and the drums just kind of the chorus and the rhythm section and um the god the take one raw studio demo it's kind of folky. It's it's like a bit, I think it's in 3-4. It feels like it's in a waltz tempo. And it's one of the only times you hear Ringo kind of briefly go into the ride cymbal, which is kind of, I wasn't expecting that, but interesting to hear him work yeah. that song out. The dream is over. What can I say? Yesterday, I was the dream weaver, but now I'm reborn. I was the walrus, but now I'm John. And so, dear friend, you just have to carry on. The dream. This conversation's crazy. Well, take four of well, 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 a little better than take five. Like, who's got the time? I mean, again, it's a gift. I'm grateful. I love it. But we also, as Beatle fans, need to admit to the ridiculousness of like all of this. It's wonderful and beautiful and crazy at the same time. Yeah, I agree. We're in the weeds. But they gave us permission, man. They gave us all this stuff, so... I feel validated. <laughs> I'd rather have it than not have it. I still would have preferred a proper remix of Beatles ballads. 
<laughs> hey, it's the Beatles with their greatest ballads. Music as fresh today as it was yesterday. Classic Beatle hits. You get all the loving and all the music and all that special Beatle magic. The Beatles' 20 greatest ballads. Here come the hits. It's the Beatles. It's their best. From Capitol Records, the magic behind the music. Well, disc five, this is one of my favorites. These are the the evolution mixes. They, they call them little documentaries. I love these. This is to me, yeah, totally worth the price. Basically, they are snippets into how these songs were created from either a, a demo stage or an early stage in the studio or sometimes with a soundbite from an interview describing the you know inspiration for the song. They're smartly edited. I just love these. Um, one of my favorite ones is Hold On, John. Yes. This made me laugh out loud, and it's so rare to laugh out loud with music that you love so much that's not like parody, whatever. I don't even know what I'm saying. What I'm saying is how often does music make you laugh out loud? I lost on Jeopardy, <laughs> baby. <laughs> like that laugh out loud? Yeah, that kind of stuff. Well, it's the moment in Hold On, John, on the master, he says, cookie, like cookie monster. Mm-hmm. But this time he says, piss on a cow. Piss on a cow. <laughs> piss on a cow. But then they, they do say cookie like four times. Then it comes up yes. and cookie and Atmos 5.1. You have cookies on all sides of the room. That's one of mine, too. I love this version of Mother, the evolution mix. Hearing Ringo talk to John, the starts and stops. John admits to being too conscious of things. He says, It's hard to keep believing it all the way through. That's the problem. You know, keeping it all the way through without being on junk. And I think think he's referring to sing-along junk from (laughs) McCartney in the same year. If there's one thing John Lennon's saying about it, it's, Motor cars, handlebars. <laughs> I do love that song. I, too, I, I love the yeah. unplugged version. There's a nice uh, unplugged version with like Hamish Stewart and Wix. It's a nice one. <laughs> That's a Chicago furniture store. Wix, surprisingly Wix. You remember yeah. Wix? Yeah. I think I had a buddy who worked there in high school and he would go into the carpet area and take naps. Because <laughs> you could like hide in the rugs. <laughs> wicks, wicks, surprisingly, wicks, where you get more than you pay for. Good job if you're exhausted working in the bedding section of like a Macy's. Like, no one shopping here. I just <laughs> nap. Because it's all right, I think I'll nap at Macy's. <laughs> the Seinfeld episode. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, there's a lot of great, I mean, there's some great moments in all these, like in Working Class Hero, this there's a wonderfully ironic moment. Is he talking to Julian here at the beginning where he's like, why don't you go in the other room or shut up or something? <laughs> yeah. And then, so I can be a working class hero. <laughs> yeah. Although I don't know how many times I need to put on repeat Yoko coaching him during it. Like, <laughs> This is a bit extemporary, you know, like he ends with, what do you think, mother? Yeah. And, uh, you know, John Pence Lennon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mother, you 
Serving the American people in this office has been a journey I never expected. It's a journey that would not have been possible without the support of my family, beginning with my wonderful wife, mother. Thank you, Mom. I love you. Can we agree without getting political right now that John Lennon should have shut up and sang? <laughs> yeah, let's not get political. <laughs> what? Oh, sorry. I forgot I'm alive. Anybody knows that the people have the power. All we have to do is awaken the power in the people. Uh, I like in isolation, he's kind of explaining the tone and the vibe of what the sessions are going to be. And there's a telling quote. This is, I guess, because Phil Spector was supposed to produce them, but then he didn't show up for a few days or something. So he had, he had to murder someone. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, he needed some inspiration to do that lovely piano playing on love. Uh-huh. You know, wherever you can get inspiration, you know, just whatever, man. <laughs> it's an it's artist the 60s. Life. Yeah. Free love, free death, too. Um, <laughs> anyway, the quote is if We had a producer or something, he'd say, carry on, Missy. But we can't find that drunken junkie. Yeah, he calls him a drunken junkie. I had that note taken down, too. This is another one where Klaus's amazing bass and John's piano noodling, this is a cool version of it. I'm thrilled to hear them working through it on this this uh, Elements version. Yeah. Sorry, Evolution. I got the the wrong thing. It's the Evolution version. Yes, sorry, yes. I mean, there's so, Elements, Evolution. What'd you think of that moment and remember when George walks in? I think it's Oh the excitement. Isn't that amazing? George! Oh, that's on my notes to the excitement when he comes in the studio. It's a Norman Cheers moment. <laughs> Maybe that's John saying hi to George Went. <laughs> <laughs> What'll it be, Nomi? That's the usual coach of a trough of beer and a snorkel. We were talking remember with uh, Ringo pushing the tempo, the excitement when George walks in. I want to say that's his birthday, right? Isn't that John's birthday? I don't know. I think that was on his birthday. I think that's why George showed up. Oh, and that's what Stevie Wonder wrote his song Happy Birthday about. (laughs) Happy birthday to The version of God here... The opening part of this is on the acoustic set, but it's not on the anthology. So I'm like, where have I heard this before? I went back and checked that John Lennon acoustic CD, and it's on that. I love it. Uh, but those are the only, only other places you can find it. But it's it's neat to hear the early iteration of that incredible song. Yeah. Yeah, I love the doo-wop feel. And he throws in some of those, like, doo-wop kind of... Uh... It's like happiness is a warm gun, basically. It's yes. The, like the original feel of God. God is a concept by which we measure our pain. Yes, we do. I don't believe in bubble bubble. I don't believe in the rubble trouble. I haven't got the words, you see. Hmm. I love it when he's trying to figure out the key, you know? He's like, should we change it from, you know, he says, what's in between C and G? And he asks for a capo Uh (laughs) because he likes to play the C shape. So it's these details that I love hearing as, as as a listener and as someone who likes the creative process. It's great to hear the masters work. 
It's interesting because they kind of started that trend on, you know, when Apple put the uh, Let It Be Naked album out and the Fly in a Wall disc. Fly, what was it called? That second disc? Isn't Fly it Fly in a Wall, wall or something? something like that, yeah. yeah. And it's just studio snippets. Now, that's frustrating because they don't lead to anything. It's just snippet after snippet, which can kind yeah. of felt like a headache. Yeah. But in the context of this, hearing the studio chatter, I hope when they issue Let It Be, which will be another remix. And by the way, Let It Be Naked doesn't get enough love. I know the concept is stupid and the even the artwork's kind of stupid. That's the first time you heard any of those songs remastered since the CD came out in 1988. Right. So Let, Let It Be Naked had had some, some merit to it. I know they were remixed, but they were mostly remixed in the same takes. I will also say on every show, the ver- the take of Don't Let Me Down and Let It Be Naked is my definitive take of that song. <laughs> John's vocal, and the, the way it starts with him and Paul's harmony, it's amazing. Don't let me down. Should we move on to disc six? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Jams. <laughs> and this is all, if you don't own this, this is all John Lennon doing early fish songs. He does Reba. <laughs> Tweezer. 20, 20 does Tweezer. David Bowie does not end. <laughs> Divided Sky is four discs. He covers the White Album because it was on Halloween. <laughs> right, he's in, he, he, remember, he went to Glens Falls, New York. And then the next year, John covered Remain in Life. <laughs> on a trampoline. <laughs> Bouncing around the room. <laughs> the jams, yeah. So this is basically like uh, we we could call this. You're welcome for the pepperoni. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it, this is Johnny's birthday. Yeah, this is Johnny's birthday. I, who recorded first? Actually, I forget. Well, this is October, September, and October of seventy. I guess that would this would have been after all things must pass. I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah. And, um, I do know that My Sweet Lord was like the biggest selling single around Christmas 1970. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. So you're welcome for the pepperoni. Uh, <laughs> it's basically, it's a lot of covers. It's a lot of stuff that was recorded in between songs to kind of loosen up and maybe get out of like Take Hell or something like that. But Take Hell. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, it's, it's a lot of like, you know, old rock and roll numbers. Uh, a few of my favorites, I'll, I'll mention a few of my favorites. Yeah. I mean, good night, Irene, another, great. another moment that made me, had me laughing, which is a great sign. If, if you can make a record that can make me laugh, thank you very much. But he does an improv that I just love. I'm stuck on the floor of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania with a pair of rubber afternoons. <laughs> I love Goodnight Irene. I didn't, I know it's an old standard, but did he do the Lead Belly version or the Pete Seeger version? Like, how do you think John knew that song? Probably Pete Seeger. Doesn't he mention Pete Seeger somewhere in there? I think so. Not in that song, but somewhere on this disc, I think Pete Seeger's mentioned. Yeah, he and Ringo have a conversation about Pete Seeger yeah. at some point. Yeah. I wish if, if the Beatles weren't so square, they would have had a conversation about fucking Bob Seeger. I think I'm going to Catman too. That's where they really were. I, lo- I love that guy. <laughs> For <Ford> tough. <laughs> 
Like a rock. Like a rock. Chevy, the most dependable, longest lasting trucks on the road. I like the version of Honey Don't. I like how dirty it is. Bob Seegers, yeah. No! It's kind of like a sequel to Get Out of Denver. Okay. No, the, the Honey Don't's a great version. That was also in the signature box from 2010 or 2011, That which is, that's a great one hearing them cover it. I didn't know it was from the session that signature box had very little information from where the tracks came from, but yeah. I love that one too. Come say you will when you won't You say you do, baby, when you don't Ah, oh, honey, tell me, how do you feel? Ah, oh, honey, tell me, is love real? But ah, uh-huh. honey, don't Well, he steals another one from Ringo with Matchbox. Isn't that funny? <laughs> yeah, I, I wrote, I wonder if Ringo's pissed. <laughs> yeah. Ringo Starr stole this song from John Lennon. I'm stealing it back. <laughs> Me, John Lennon. <laughs> My generation's Bono. Um, let me give you a couple that I love. Uh, oh, uh, there's a mistake. I caught a mistake. Much like you caught Ooh. a typo. I was checking the credits. Glad all over that John Breaks Into is the Carl Perkins tune. It's credited as the Dave Clark 5 version in the book. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> Somebody made a p- publishing boo-boo. <laughs> <laughs> or they're really tight with Dave Clark. Like, right. no one will notice. Don't worry about it. I got you. <laughs> Dave Clark was not, like, Dave Clark owned all his own. Like, he had a kind of a cool setup. He owned all his own music. He didn't. Are you serious? Like, yeah. He had like his own record company and stuff. I think there's a cool story about Dave Clark. I didn't there, know that. This is not the Dave Clark version. Do you remember what the Dave Clark version sounds like? Yeah, I loved it. In fact, when the BBC stuff came out and I just saw the track lists, I was excited that the Beatles were going to cover. <laughs> I was disappointed yeah. when it was this like swinging country over. song. I was like, oh. Yeah, I mean, my biggest disappointment too, Tony, is George's love of Carl Perkins. I wish he had never found that. <laughs> Carl Harrison. That right, Carl Harrison. I wish he had, yeah, I wish he had discovered like ACDC or something. Something cool, man. <laughs> and like, I think we can all agree, our listeners too, Beatles are fine, Asia fucking rocks. <laughs> This part's the worst. Over, over, over. Lost like the tears that used to tide me over. Also, a little trivia for you. Got to do a musical theater reference in this. This is the first Beatles or solo Beatles release, including, I think, Sentimental Journey and some of that where Rodgers and Hammerstein get a credit on a Beatles record for John's parody of You'll Never Walk Alone. Oh, right. The big ballad from Carousel. Which he's cracking up throughout. It's so funny. It's so fun. When you walk down the road. <laughs> Yoko. Yes. Uh, I also, the early, the, there's a couple early looks, jams of I Don't Want to Be a Soldier. Yeah. I love to hear the lyrics. He does kind of this jazzy riff that's really convincing. He's got this cool piano thing. It, it's He's got this riff there that, that's just hypnotizing. I love that kind of him finding out what he wanted that song to be. It was not the kind of caustic, pointed song it turned out to be on Imagine. 
so as an Elvis guy, what did you think of the Elvis parody stuff? The don't be cruel, the kind of do, do you because is that that's flattering because John, despite not believing in Elvis, loved Elvis. He was an Elvis disciple for many years. That is that's hilarious, right? That he doesn't believe in Elvis, but he was doing it. Uh, I mean, yeah, clearly it's a parody. It's listed as a parody. I, I quite liked it, and I especially liked the the Hound Dog. Uh, he starts with don't be cruel and that's all right. He does like the hubba hubba stuff, but then like his version of hound dog gets wild and it ends up kind of sounding like nineties kind of revival rock and roll stuff where it's like dirtier guitars and weirder vocal choices and things like that. And he's kind of doing his, you know, my name, look up the number, like lounge guy, where he's like, which is so great. (laughs) So it's great. It's great to hear the, that band, the, the, you know, my name, look up the number band. Do you remember the joy of learning that there was an extended version of that on anthology three? Oh yeah. That, that was one of the moments when, when did anthology three come out that summer of 96 spring of 96? Yeah. I can't remember when the hell it came out at that point, but I remember when I heard it, that felt like you were in the, the cool Beatle fan club in high school when you knew that tune. Yeah. Like before Past Masters came out, when you were familiar with what that was, <laughs> Rarities or the B-side of the Let It Be single. Yeah. Um, so they, that extended version was, I mean, with kind of the extra ska. The ska uh, version. Yeah, that. that's yeah. my favorite part. I don't know why they cut that out. That's my favorite part of the song. So the the home demos, I actually think some of the best stuff on the whole box set's buried in here. These home and studio demos, some are a little languid. They're not all great, but there's some gems in here, and it feels buried on on this disc after slogging through so much wonderful material. Yeah. I love this. What, what, what do you think of this half of the disc, the studio demos and the home demos? No, I love it. I love it, yeah. The really relaxed version of Hold On, it's take seven, because there was no official demo for it. I really like that. Hold on, John. John, hold on. It's gonna be all right. Uh, I love hearing the tremolo guitar version of Love, like done, yeah, recorded on like a cassette player. It's got that real bedroom lo-fi kind of masterpiece vibe to it. Love is touch. And then the middle part's a little funny, like it hasn't quite been worked out yet or something. There's something that's like just it's 90 percent there. And I want to say one of those traveling chords back into the verse is like a minor instead of a major. Yeah, there's something different. Yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. The version of God, once again. Yeah. Um, the version of God here, it almost has a Norwegian wood kind of gate to it. Yeah. As as he's as he's finding it. And I really like that. Me too. I don't believe in Elvis. I don't believe in Dylan. I don't believe in people. 
It gives it a different power. Don't believe in Beatles, just believe in me. The first thing that came to my head is it sounds like a Woodstock anthem. <laughs> it, it, yeah. it, it's, it sounds like something that like you'd hear being sung by thousands of people on some, you know, sweaty summer day. Country Joe and the fish and all that. Yeah. And then Shanana. <laughs> what if we play all these really fast and just like it's 12 years ago? It worked, man. They were syndicated. <laughs> dude, dude, I love because of my love for Greece. My before the Beatles for me as a four year old, it was Greece. We saw that movie so many goddamn times. And we went to see Shanana at the Mill Run Theater in the Chicago suburbs. Um, I th- where was Mill Run? It, uh, yeah, I remember on, that. I haven't heard on, that like, forever. Milwaukee. It was like in Morton Grove or some shit like that. And I was so excited. I took a shower with my dad. I was four years old, five years old. My son showers with me now. My dad used to let me wash his hair. And I put a huge thing of baby oil in his hair to grease it up. And I remember being like, what are you doing? I'm like, we're going to go see Shanana, Grease for Peace. And my, my dad had baby oil in his hair for like a week. <laughs> Look at me as well. I thought of you when I heard this. I'd never heard this particular demo of Look at Me before. And me either. Tony, I played it back to back with the Esher Julia. And even though the sound is quality isn't the same, they're clearly recorded in different places. It's interesting to hear the kind of evolution and similarities. I know how much you love the song, Julia. I yeah, do too. Yeah. And they really feel like spiritually connected and playing them back to back, both remastered and remixed, is what well, was a, a nice moment. It was a very emotional moment for me. Have you turned the level of this to I get that. Yeah. Yeah. All the versions of look at me. I love them. I I can't even pick a favorite. Yeah. That one would be my favorite on Wednesday, you know, followed by the strumming version the next day. I just love them all. Uh, instant karma. Take one is really interesting. Yeah. Right. With John on electric piano and George on electric guitar. Instant karma is going to get you. different sound whole different sound and a great one yeah and it's interesting that they chose both then to switch to acoustic versions of their instruments for the master john went to obviously piano with a lot of like phil specter all over it but still 
an acoustic piano. And then, yeah, George switched to acoustic guitar. Well, and on the live in New York City, those one-to-one shows, John's playing an acoustic, excuse me, John's playing an electric piano for those Madison Square Garden shows. Right. Uh, And that's, you know, those have not been cleaned up since they resurfaced in, I think, 86 is when Capitol put them out. Mm. There was a a VHS of it. They talked about cleaning them up. I don't know what the progress is with all the other stuff. Um, maybe when they do deluxe sometime in New York City, yeah, they they will uh they'll put that out. They but that's notable for being a cool live performance and one where the drummer is so bad. John at the end's like, "We'll get it right next time." John apologizes because <laughs> the elephants. I know you're a big elephants memory guy. I know you love elephants memory. Pete Best, Stu Sutcliffe. You love all all the the great players. Mal Evans. Ma- you you love Mal only when he's got the cowbell. Andy White um, and, and Andy White, not Alan White of yes, but Andy White. Um, I who played drums in the Karma. Yeah. We just put it all together. Yeah. But the Elephant's Memory drummer, it's some of the worst, clumsiest fill-ins. Like you feel bad for the guy. And at the end, John goes, "We'll get it right next time." Um, but yeah, this is this is a great version of the song. It's on my list too. So those are the discs, the compact discs, and also in the package are these two Blu-rays. Uh, which is basically everything just on a 5.1 if you want to rearrange your speakers and do all that stuff. And on disc two, they give you the Yoko Ono live sessions from her Plastic Ono band. So it's the same guys, just with Yoko on them. And I will say this, I full disclosure, I have not finished listening. I started, I think I got uh, like five songs in. Each song's about 20 minutes, man. <laughs> <laughs> like they give you everything, which is great because you can hear you can hear all the where the tape stops and starts like they clearly give you everything. Uh, so it starts off with the song Why and uh, yeah, Yoko doesn't even come in for like six whole minutes. So the first six minutes is the band figuring out what their groove is. And for for a minute, I was like, oh, maybe this is like a version of this without Yoko. And then I <laughs> And then I'm like, oh, and then then there's 14 more minutes of that. And that's the first song. (laughs) But the edited version that you would just hear regularly released, this is like the full version. So that's why I have not gotten up to uh, listening to all of it yet. But I'll give you a full report (laughs) at some point. So we don't have a Blu-ray player anymore. Uh, I mean, I'm a Mac guy. My external is just a regular, and it sucks because there is, I mentioned The Last Dance, the Bulls documentary on the last show. Uh, they issued a DVD with like hours of bonus footage and interviews. I'm the I'm the weird Bulls fan from the 90s where I want all that. Sure. It's only available on Blu-ray. There's no, uh, when it's streaming, it's no bonus materials, and there's no regular DVD. Like, how elitist <laughs> is, is that? And so you enjoy your Blu-ray. We watch laser discs of Moonstruck <laughs> and Porky's. We watch all the classics. And the complete Beatles. And the complete Beatles on laser disc, yeah. Um, so I, I've not heard it yet. It is interesting though that I don't know when Yoko sold the rights of that. That album was under Apple slash EMI control for a long time. I guess it's not on EMI anymore, or else that would have been reissued concurrently with this, but the master has been I th- licensed by another label, I think, in an in indie. Yeah, I think it was secretly Canadian in uh, Bloomington, Indiana. Okay. Yeah, I think I think so. I, I I'm pretty sure. 
but yeah, yeah. So that's available if you've got a Blu-ray, if you're part of the elite like me uh, and are living somewhere that's not your home but has a Blu-ray player. If you're like me, you're currently squatting in a friend's apartment that... <laughs> With boxes everywhere. <laughs> There's boxes and a lot of files. Am I living slightly out of a suitcase for four months? Uh, so if you're like me, <laughs> you sound like Andy Travis, Tony, baby. <laughs> if you've ever wondered, wondered what one day we'll do a whole. I'm going to send you all the Beatles references in WKRP in Cincinnati, <laughs> and we'll do a full episode. Uh, and uh, I'll also send you edibles before that. But before we go, one thing I didn't mention in the last episode. There's a couple quotes in the book that I just wanted to say out loud because there are moments in John's career where certainly it's easy to say this after the fact, but almost premonitions of what his fate would hold. And a couple quotes in the book, and these have been published elsewhere. He says, I refuse to be a leader and I'll always show my genitals or something, which prevents me from being Martin Luther King or Gandhi and getting killed. Right. And then later he says, nobody likes saints alive. They like them dead. Yeah. And John Lennon has certainly been sainted. He was sainted before his murder. Um, he's certainly been sainted after because all the warts have been removed from John's legacy, which I think is a great thing because it just focus. Why focus on a man who's been dead for this many years, 40 years now, a 40 uh, going on 41. Yeah. Why, why focus on his, that, that's what I understand. I didn't understand this during the election when liberals were saying, yeah, but Joe Biden said some things in 1981. I didn't agree with you. It was in 1981. Like people have the benefit to process things with time. And in the time that John's been gone, I've chosen to remember him with love and gratitude. And uh, this album, maybe more than any other album, is a testament to that feeling. I think for many Beatles fans, I know you're here as well, because with Imagine's a great album, uh, the the comeback album and a half, Double Fantasy and Milk and Honey have tremendous songs. The whole catalog's great. But this is the gold standard of Solo John, and this is the gold standard of Solo Beatles. And to have this beautiful reissue, as sprawling as it is, it's gorgeous. I'm thrilled. Maximum number of five fabs. We're allowed to make fun of its length. Speaking of uh, Sting, <laughs> D- does tantric mean well endowed or are those different things? Oh, I thought tantric had to do with like longevity and time and like crazy positions and stuff like that. But I, you know what, man? <laughs> All right. Think that Sting is tantric. On a big, big song. All right. Think that Sting is tantric. A lot, of, a lot of for Christopher Cross on this show, um, but uh, do do you, do you kind of follow what I'm getting at with why this box set is so special? Of course, yeah, this is my favorite one, and I love that we finally got its 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 proper release with all the all the extras, all the the trimmings. It's wonderful. Who are the Plastic Ono Band? You are the Plastic Ono Band. It's you. You go out and buy this record. You do the work of listening. You tell us what songs you like. Uh, yeah, feel free to do that on our yeah. on our uh, Facebook or whatever we are doing. I'm kind of out of the loop we're, on that. We're on, we're on Facebook. We're on MySpace. We're on Friendster. We're on AOL. Um, we're on Fogdog. <laughs> we're, we're on all kinds of websites. Yeah. Uh, next week, Tony has assembled his own 10-disc uh, bad boy by Ring, uh, Ringo Starr's classic album. <laughs> And we're going to go through track by track with the uh, 15 versions of Monkey See, Monkey Do. 
Um, but hey, uh, uh, thank you everybody for listening. Thank you for all the Facebook comments. Follow our show. Um, we're probably going to end it soon because we're we're Beatle posers. We don't like them. Untitled Beatles podcast. Like and subscribe. So right